It is Friday, it is the weekend, and it is the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gommerson. Hello, Adam. It's great to be with you this weekend. And today I am very privileged uh, to have in the studio one of my heroes, one of my um, spiritual examples, um, uh, Mr. Bill Bennett. And we will um, talk to him in just a few minutes. Before we do that, Adam, could you share with us our quote of the day? Absolutely. Selfishness is when we pursue gain at the expense of others, but God doesn't have a limited number of treasures to distribute. When you store up treasures for yourself in heaven, it doesn't reduce the treasures available to others. In fact, it is by serving God and others that we store up heavenly treasures. Everyone gains and no one loses. That is from Randy Alcorn. All right, Adam, do you have any thoughts on that before we move forward? I I think that is so... Good. I mean, I I feel like a lot of times in our society or even like the, the corporate world, you kind of have to like step over people to get to move up in the company or to gain in others. And then you, you take a step back and you're like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't how God meant it to be. He doesn't create a life just to take it so yours can get better. You know, it, it's it's about giving life and, and, and thriving. And that's when we truly gain. So um, I think that hits the nail on the head. All right. Well, uh, as I said, it's my privilege to welcome Bill Bennett to the studio and, and before I, we begin our conversation, I just want to relate to Bill a very funny story that I had. Um, last fall, I believe it was, we went to a um, retirement party for Bill um, from Camp Ewakaya, the camp, family camp where my family attends every summer and where I met Bill. And um, I got a chance to get my picture taken from taken with him, and I posted it as my profile picture, and. I, I said, this is Bill Bennett. He's one of my heroes. And one of my friends uh, posted on there. She's like, I love the Book of Virtue. I, I love <laughs> Bill Bennett. And I said, well, it's not that Bill Bennett, but I'm sure he'd take that as a compliment. <laughs> and she said, I looked up Bill Bennett on Google to make sure that I didn't leave an awkward comment. But lo and behold, it was because it's not that Bill Bennett. <laughs> But yet another Bill Bennett, but there must be something about the name because I have immense respect for both of them. But uh, let's uh, move right along into our segment. Welcome, Pastor Bill, to the show. It is good to be here with you, Andrew. Been looking forward to it for a little bit here. All right. Um, We'll start out by just asking you, uh, we like to hear about different people's faith journeys here on the show. So could you tell a little bit about how you came to know the Lord personally and how that's impacted your life over the years? I would love to share that. I came to know the Lord as my personal Savior in 1960, September 1960. I was eight years old, and uh, I remember the evening vividly. We were at an evangelistic uh, conference in my home church, and... There was a preacher at the pulpit telling me about a place called hell, the reality of it, uh, describing it so well that I think my eyebrows were singed uh, after um, hearing uh, him go through the scriptures, uh, making me aware of uh, the reality of this very real place. And I was only eight years old, small boy, hadn't done a whole lot of wrong in my life to that point, but I knew at the end of uh, that message from him, that um, if I were to stand before the Lord and he were to ask me uh, 
why I should be admitted into his heaven, I didn't have an answer. And I knew that I needed to invite him into my heart. My mom had been kind of uh, quizzing me for a couple of years, actually, uh, wondering if I had made that most important decision of my life. And uh, I didn't have an answer for her until that evening because I uh, invited Jesus into my heart, sitting right there in the pew. We were kind of in the middle. There was an invitation given. I didn't uh, get up and go forward, but I knew that I had uh, made the decision of a lifetime to invite Jesus in. First person I wanted to let know that uh, I had made that decision was my mom. And so uh, she was delighted, of course, to, to know. And uh, that was a uh, long time ago, like uh, 56 years ago. <clears throat> so if you do the math, uh, you realize I'm an old fella. But uh, the Lord uh, saved me way back then, and he's been uh, so very faithful to me been times when I've uh, strayed from him and uh, drawn apart, but he's always uh, been there, faithful for me in my journey. And um, I was uh, born and raised in Aurora, Illinois. I came up to Michigan area, Grand Rapids area, to go to school at Grand Rapids School of Bible and Music. And um, I came my, up- my father actually is an alum of that school, so... Grisboom is yes. uh, what we call it. And uh, yeah, I... I came up uh, after graduating from high school, and I didn't know really why I was coming up. Uh, the Lord just had it in mind that I would come, and I would participated in what we call the basic training year. And then I uh, was led to come back a couple more years, wound up graduating, and uh, started working at a church in Granville as the youth pastor at Grace Bible Church. And then uh, 22 years after... Uh, starting that youth position, the Lord revealed that youth ministry really wasn't where he wanted us, and he wanted us at camp ministry. So we uh, were led there and spent 22 years up on the shores of Stony Lake. Uh, yeah, and that was actually my next question. So he's he's interviewing himself. <laughs> which, which makes he's got it, the, we can go grab dinner. He's got it. Which makes it easier on us. Which I just wanted to make this statement, first of all, is that he has been walking with the Lord about as long as you and I have been living combined. Like, <laughs> give or take, Thanks give a lot. A, yeah. <laughs> give or take a few years. He probably wants to take the podcast by himself uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I couldn't resist that. <laughs> but anyway, um, speaking of your camp ministry, how did you come to be involved at Camp Awakaya? And could you tell us a little bit about the highlights of that? I was uh, the youth pastor at Grace Bible Church, as I'd mentioned, and Grace Bible Church was one of the uh, 14 Bible churches in the Grand West Michigan area that comprise uh, this camping ministry. Camp Aokaya, the name means banded together for a purpose, as you well know, Andrew, and it's Indian, very Indian, um, but it means bringing the family together. So it's an all-volunteer group and comprised of people who come and provide a Christ-centered camping experience for boys and girls, men and women, um, presenting the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and allowing them to get to a place where they can be uh, apart from all of the pressures and stress that they face uh, each day and get up there in a beautiful setting and um, are confronted with the truth of the gospel and lives are changed at camp. So, I was, uh, as the youth pastor, I was part of the camping ministry, 
but uh, we're all volunteers. There are no paid positions at Camp Eokaya. And as the Lord uh, was laying it upon our hearts to become the first full-time staff at camp way back in 1994, um, we had to raise missionary support to come, be able to come to camp. And so uh, we put the word out that uh, the Lord was directing us to come and direct uh, camping ministry. And in six months' time, uh, all of the support that uh, we needed to go to camp was there, which is really quite a phenomenal thing. And it was just a stamp of affirmation that God wanted us uh, to work in camping ministry. And he allowed us 22 years in that uh, volunteer setting, uh, working with uh, a lot of great families. And um, our family camp program each summer is a highlight. You get to uh, work with great families like the Gamasons, um, who, by the way, their family alone filled up half the camp <laughs> this is this is a large family uh, it's not even it's that great. much of a stretch considering that we now have extended family that attends with my brothers married and having yep. children and bringing their families we really enjoy it i think this summer will be our 15th summer 15th or 16th something like that and so it's something that we really look forward to um pastor bill was not there last time we were there, at least for the whole week. He came up to visit. And so um, my sisters and others among us, myself included, really felt his absence. But um, it still was a great experience and looking forward to going back there again this August. And hopefully, Adam, we can get you to come up for a day and check it out yourself. going to have to. You guys have given like a verbal brochure now, <laughs> <Yes>. so <laughs> I can't miss so, out on it. With that being said, Adam, do you have any additional questions for Pastor Bill? Absolutely. Uh, we've heard your testimony. We've heard where God's brought you. Love hearing stories. Can you tell us of a couple stories or highlights with us from working at camp? Well, there's so many um, over a span of 22 years. Um Oh, probably one of the highlights, and I recall this vividly, uh, and I'm not just sharing this one because it involves uh, Andrew, but uh, we have a zip line up at camp. It is 660 feet uh, down through the holler, and um, it's so uh, named because that's what people do as they <laughs> fly down through the trees uh, on the zip line. And I remember the afternoon when Andrew said, I am going down this zip line. And the courage of this young man is just, uh, it has impressed me uh, all of our uh, days of friendship. But he... We got him up there, and we got him strapped in, and he was screaming and kicking, you know. But but we didn't let that stop us. <laughs> we, we pushed him off, and uh, he sailed uh, down through the trees. And I think that uh, probably was a an enjoyable time in your family camp experience. I know it was fun just watching you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was a one and done, though. I, I, I have to say, yeah. it was a one and done. And here's the tricky part: was that my first of all, my brother got to 
throw me on purpose for the first time in his life and not get in trouble for it. So that was a highlight for him, I'm sure. And then the second thing was there's a strap, a safety strap that you're supposed to drop when you go down so that people who are working it can grab you. And my strap did not get dropped properly, so I got to the end and started going back toward the center. And that, <laughs> oh, that, kind no. of, that kind of freaked me out a little bit, too. But as you can see, I survived. <laughs> we had to make a spe- special <laughs> rescue. We, we, have, <laughs> we have a technique for this. And uh, they had to think a, a little while as to whether they actually wanted to go out and get in. <laughs> but, but they decided they were going to do that. And yes. we, did, <laughs> we did get him uh, safely down. But that was that was one truly a, a highlight to experience and camp is just uh, a place of great challenge for boys and girls and men and women and and it is exciting to watch um, them do things that they would uh, never think you know that, that they would do to challenge them to um, get out of their comfort zone and to uh, try something uh, you know maybe a little bit adventurous high adventure activity and we are a, a camp that uh, we're built on a, a craft program, so it's exciting to watch uh, kids develop skills in a lot of different areas uh, from year to year, um, learning how to ski and uh, wakeboard and all the waterfront activities. Uh, so it's it's been good to just be able to build into the lives of students. And one of the thrills uh, that I've had is the opportunity to marry four couples on the shores of Stony Lake. Oh, wow. Uh, that were campers who came to camp and met one another, and then uh, the Lord brought them together as husband and wife. My own son and, and daughter-in-law was one of the one of the four. Oh, wow. And so that's, that's a special uh, blessing that comes along with being in a ministry for, you know, a, good amount of time and uh, so just lots of uh, fond memories of what god has done uh, on the shores of stony lake and bringing hundreds of kids um, to himself through the sharing of the gospel that's the number one uh, thing that we do at camp is share jesus and life in him and uh, as i say it's an opportunity for students to come apart and be in that setting not have to uh, worry about uh, what their friends think of them because uh, it's everybody is just one big family and encouraging and it's a great uh, great thing that God does in camp and uh, so I thank him for the opportunity to be a part of it that's awesome all right well that brings us to today and you recently like I said you recently retired from Camp Okaya so could you tell us what you're doing now the Lord has directed us to a ministry called Women at Risk. War. We are at war, Andrew. And uh, it is uh, a ministry that works with um, women who are involved in sex trafficking. We have the privilege of um, providing uh, viable employment for uh, women and uh, removing them from um, having to participate in the world's oldest occupation in order to support family. Um, There are safe houses all around the world, uh, about 40 of them to be exact, where uh, war is at work. Uh, And these women are 
making their way through establishing uh, small companies, uh, making jewelry. In some countries, there's a, a goat ministry where they raise livestock, and if you are the owner of a goat, uh, you are a rich person in in some some cultures. And so, there's there's those kinds of ministries. There is most recently the emphasis right here in West Michigan, where a lot of sex trafficking is taking place right underneath our noses. And um, not many people are aware. Not many people want to be aware. Uh, they don't want to admit that um, that these kind of things are happening. But it, it is uh, taking place all around us. And so there has been the establishment of the U.S. Training Center uh, in our offices uh, on 44th Street uh, in Granville. And at that center, there is opportunities for women to come and be trained in a number of different areas. Uh, there's a kitchen for training culinary skills, uh, computer, uh, keyboarding, uh, lab there. There's a, um, a jewelry manufacturing, um, sewing, uh, teaching sewing skills, a um, coffee uh, centers is going in, and uh, ladies will be trained in baristas being um, trained there. And a lot of exciting things that are being offered uh, to women who find themselves um, uh, on the streets, and they are being rescued, and they are coming to this location, and they are finding uh, newness of life. First of all, in Christ, of course, and then given their dignity and respect back, uh, an occupation, and the opportunity to um, raise their, their families through their their companies, their ministries that they put together. So I'm the chaplain at, uh, at war. I have the privilege of giving care to the caregivers. There are approximately 80 um, employees, volunteers, staff, missionaries that are part of our staff now. It's rapidly growing. There are multiple volunteers that come in um, every day and uh, help out with different projects. Um, every day there's a, a large group of mostly women, but men uh, do come and, and help. And um, they provide just a valuable service. They're helping with the rescue effort by giving their time uh, doing various projects that uh, help the ministry. My position is a new one that was just created actually a year ago, and um, I had the privilege of writing my own job description as to huh. what what um, I felt the Lord would, would have us be doing. And it has been just a perfect match for the Bennett family, for uh, our ministry, and we're excited now about the next 22 years because I seem to do things in segments of 22. So. <laughs> All right. the next next 22 years we're at war <laughs> <laughs> alright well um, I definitely uh, appreciate it and without going into too much detail I, I think there's you know a couple more people that hope you're around for some weddings too uh, <laughs> and, and hopefully we'll have more to talk about on that score in the future Yes, sir. Um, but uh, as we close up I just have a couple more questions for you first of all do you have a favorite bible verse I do it's my life's verse it is Psalm 1611. It says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand 
our pleasures forevermore. This is the verse that the Lord gave to me early on as I was a teenager. Included in that uh, passage of Scripture is just about everything that is important. It is direction that comes from the Lord because he has promised to show us the path, and he does. He has directed through my 64 years and shown me, revealed himself uh, to me in his word and uh, given direction to my life. In his presence, each and every day is a fullness of joy. It's just a wonderful life. My phrase for my life that I've attempted to live out is to show the world that it is fun to be a Christian. And that is the most important thing because we have life. We have an abundant life. It is joyous. It is positive. And um, God is so awesome. And each and every day I set out to just reveal through my life that it is fun to be a Christian. Um, I turned actually 16 for the 48th time on March <laughs> March 2. So <laughs> that's kind of the mindset. That I'm, I'm, I'm walking around uh, in an old body with a 16-year-old mind and uh, just uh, praising the Lord each and every day for the opportunity to, you know, you have two options each morning, right, Andrew? You swing your feet out of bed and you sit up and you say, Either, good Lord, it's morning, or good morning, Lord, you know, and, <laughs> and you make the choice each and every day. Mm-hmm. So um, I just uh, look forward to living these days. There's fullness of joy at his right hand. That's the future. That is our blessed hope. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's eternity. And one day we're going to be in his presence, and that would what rejoicing that's going to be. But Psalm 1611, that's my life's verse. And uh, I try to live by it, and God has blessed me abundantly. And no more old or disabled bodies at that point. That's exactly right. We're all so, going to be perfect. Um, everybody has, everybody kind of debates on what perfect is going to be, but uh, we will <laughs> find out someday. I, I personally have a six foot four. Uh, Athletic body on order. That's right. Yep. <laughs> on order. Uh, along, Lay away. along with some sneakers, because I haven't done much or any running or walking, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. So, uh, but I have a final question for you, Bill, and that is, um, if someone's out there listening and they're wondering, what does God want for me? How do I find his will? What would you say to them? I would say, first of all, you have to know him. He has to uh, be your Lord and Savior, and uh, he promises to, as the verse uh, shared, uh, he promises to show you the path. Uh, If you are truly seeking his uh, will for your life, uh, God is faithful, and he will open doors, close doors, throw open windows, shut windows. Uh, He really directs. Uh, his children, if we are looking to him. And, of course, in order to know that direction, we have to be in his word. We have to meet him there. And we have to be in communication with him if he's going to communicate uh, the pathway to us. 
But I'm confident that um, the verse um, in Jeremiah uh, just is, it, it says it all, that the Lord knows the plans that he has for us and their plans to prosper us and, and not to harm us, to give us hope and, and a future. And we serve a good God who wants the very best uh, for his children. Um, another passage of Scripture, just five verses back from my life's verse, uh, Psalm 16.6, says um, that the Lord, the, the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. And that just kind of uh, spells it out uh, succinctly, that the Lord knows where he's directing you, what your boundaries are. They've, they've been established. And he, that, that's a place of protection because we don't, we don't need to fear uh, where the Lord is leading us. He knows the boundary lines. He's set them. They're, they're preset. He knows where he's directing us and what he wants us to do. And it, it makes all the difference in the world because that tells me that I don't need to fear the future, the direction that I'm being led in, because the boundaries are there. God's in control. Mm-hmm. He, he knows me in and out. He created me. And he knows uh, where I'm going and um, where he directs, he protects. And that's a, a wonderful thing to know as well. So I love the phrase of um, the song casting crowns uh when you're on your knees and answers seem so far away just keep be held you know uh let go uh let let the lord hold you because your world's not falling apart it's falling into place and those those words just that that's the boundary lines Mm -hmm. you know when it seems like things are just falling apart they're not they're falling into place god knows where it's where it's all gonna uh end up uh for his children And uh, what a great way to live each and every day. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast as we've interviewed the other William Bennett. Um, (laughs) And uh, I just hope that you will share this podcast with your friends if you find it beneficial. And uh, that's what we have for you this week. Thanks again, Pastor Bill, for being with us. And uh, with that being said, I will just say um, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of math. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.